Malka and Andre, a chance conversation, an audio role play by Tetsi the Punk and Fortunus Games. Malka is walking down Central Park when she f- sees a towerly tall, yet familiar man. Is that Andre Novokshinov? She wonders to herself. She had met him two weeks ago at the speakeasy, where he had tried to make Joel talk to her because he is also one of Joel's friends. Curious, Malka approaches Andre. Malka, hi, you're Andre, right? Ah, Andre. Ah, yes. There you are, Malenka. How are you doing? How are you, Malka? I'm I'm doing really well. I didn't expect to see you here. What a nice coincidence, Andre. He said it is, isn't it? He said, and to think I was thinking about you and Yolenka as I was walking, and I had wondered if you two had met again, Malka. Yes, I think I did meet him after that trip to the museum that we all went to together. You know, we bumped into each other again at the speakeasy, and we talked a little bit. But I haven't seen him since last week. Andre, ah,、uh, that figures. It's just like him. If I'm not there to put some sand and grit into him, he runs away. Oh well. How would you like to take a walk, and maybe we'll, you know. Catch up on the news and catch up on what's happening with、uh, Yolenka. Malka, that sounds good. They start walking. Andre starts to ask her about how her relationship with Joel is going. Andre's rather curious, and he's hoping that Joel has taken the courage and asked Malka out, or at least. Said anything about his attraction to her. However, Andre is kind of wondering if Joel is really attracted to Malka, or if Andre is trying to force something that doesn't fit, or maybe may never take root. However, he starts asking questions, and he receives some very insightful、uh, answers from Malka. Andre, so you said you went out with Yolenka.、Uh, Another time after the museum. So, how did that go for you, Malenka? Yes, it was just at the speakeasy. So, you know, it was kind of unplanned as well. And what happened was that he was with Sam and Frankie, and Sam kept on pushing him to talk to me. Andre, that figures. Frankie has the same idea like I do, and so does Sam. So. It seems that if no one's there to push him, he doesn't do anything. So Joel said that、uh, I no, actually it was you. You said that you knew him when he was a boy, right? So has he always been like this? Malka thinks about it and she kind of laughs. Well, he's already improved a lot, you know. And Andre asks, raising a quizzical brow, "How so, Malenka?" Well, he used to be extremely shy. He couldn't even make eye contact, and now he doesn't really have a problem with that anymore. When he was a kid, he was the shortest kid in the class all the time, and I guess he got picked on it 
you know, he got picked on because of his small size and his inability to hold people's eye contact. And he was also a stutterer. Andre looks down to the ground in a few seconds of thoughtful composure and recollection. He hadn't realized that Joel had encountered such a difficult past or rather an upbringing. Andre kind of, you know, wonders if perhaps that affected the way Joel is and, you know, Joel's stubbornness and other factors of Joel's personality. And perhaps this is what prompts Joel not to go out and reach out to people. Andre sort of begins to regret forcing Joel into an uncomfortable social situation, given now that he knows Joel's past. However, he does try to find out more about Joel through Mala, Malka, Andre. Wow. I had no idea that Yolanka went through all that. It's kind of impressive. He is the way he is now. He's really grown up and he has a lot more strength than I give him credit for. Malka. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, it's really, I guess it's really hard for him all these years because he never felt like he fit in anywhere. He was at the same school for, I think, 12 years or so, growing up with everyone else, you know? So he didn't have the excuse of parents who constantly moved around and sent him to different schools. He was there for all 12 years of his education. And he didn't really, he did make friends, but it was in high school. So all the way from, you know, when he was six years old to when he was 14 years old, before high school started, he didn't really have any friends at all. So I think this really impacted on how he sees people. Andre rubs his chin thoughtfully and Andre agrees. Andre, you know, Malenka, I think you're right. It's, it's a sad thing when a man can't find his place to belong. I, I sort of know what it's like a little bit myself. If I didn't have the army, I don't know where I'd be. Even now, I sort of miss it. And I never thought I'd say that, but I'm actually kind of hoping to get back home despite all the fun here in America. And so do you ever think Joel will find a place to fit in? Do you think now that he's a grown man, he can sort of carve out a name for himself and kind of earn his place, if you know what I mean? Malka. Mm, I think so. I think he's already beginning to find it. You know, with Sam and Frankie, he has a close friendship, which started in high school. So that was already the beginning of him coming into himself. And then she pauses. You know, did you know that in high school, he really pushed himself to be as different as possible from how he used to be? Andre raises another quizzical brow. He, with each answer, he is more and more impressed with Joel's development and surprising show of strength and tenacity. Andre, really, tell me how. Well, how do you see Joel now? Do you see him as an argumentative person? Opinionated? Andre, nodding. He certainly is. I've never met anyone who who can argue over a, a pin, like over a pinprick point. I've never seen anybody as argumentative and obstinate as him. I don't even think the hand of God could move him. <laughs> Malka is laughing at this point. I think you're exaggerating a little bit, aren't you? 
Andre, no, I'm not. You should have seen how I had to pull teeth to get him to sit and talk with you. I almost had to nail his coattail to the chair. Well, she laughs. Um, he was worse in high school, if you can imagine it, because he was constantly shoving his political opinions down people's throats, even when it was not necessary. Andre, that is stunning when you when I consider what you had just told me, but I can see it. I I can imagine him being, you know, totally argumentative and shoving his opinion where it shouldn't belong. Yes, I think he's really toned it down now because he realizes it drives a lot of people away. I mean, Frankie and Sam didn't mind because they thought it was funny. And I think Sam kind of understood that it was part of his performativity, you know, because, you know, even though Joel and Sam are very different people, I've observed both of them from afar. And, you know, I know Sam quite well due to me and Katya being friends. So I always think that they actually have something in common, and that's their propensity to kind of create a facade for themselves. According to Katya, Sam is actually not as hyper and outgoing as he presents himself to be. In private moments, he can be quite deep. You know, he can have gravity. Andre, nodding, trying to take all this in about these two young men, but he sort of figures it out. It all makes sense to him now. Andre, that makes sense. He said, in this world, sometimes men have to put on masks and hide behind shields to get through, to get through the crowd, to get through each day, which can be kind of a battle of itself. So it does make sense for Yolenka and even Sam to do all this. So it does make, it does make sense, Malenka. And it is impressive. It is impressive. I'll give Yolenka that. And even Sam, I'll give Sam that too. I guess the only thing I worry is that, you know, Yolenka is not going to find happiness. And then Malka pauses and thinks about it. I think, I don't know. He, she's, she's like, I think he will eventually on his own terms, but it's hard for him because he's someone who's very used to lying to himself, I think. And Andre asks, how do you mean? I think he likes to lie to himself that he's not the kind of person that he might still be. And Andre thinks for a moment. That sounds like a lot of struggle a lot of men have. And she's like, I'm, I'm struggling with that too, I think. And Andre thinks and ponders, how is that for you, Malka? Well, you know, I always feel like I have to be entirely understanding of people, but then they never give back anything. Growing up, you know, I always had to be the voice of reason in my family. My mother was always too depressed and my father is a, I don't want to say it, but you know, he's, he's not a really responsible person and he does a lot of things that are hurtful to my mother, not physically or emotionally, but a lot of, he keeps a lot of things hidden and in that way you know that there's like no communication so I have to be the channel of communication between all my family members and it takes a toll you always want to appear cheerful and lighthearted, and you know you don't want to be someone who's like a Debbie Downer but 
it does feel like a facade. I mean, I can understand why Sam puts on a hyperactive and cheerful facade because maybe that's what I am doing too. Andre thinks thoughtfully and a soft look overcomes his face, a sympathetic look. And slowly he reaches out and pats Malka, you know, in encouragement on the, on the shoulder. And he says, you know, Malenka, you've really had a heavy, you know, burden to shoulder. And it's impressive how you've, you know, borne it all these, all this time and everything. And, you know, maybe you'll find someone who will understand you back. I think you should, you need to find someone who does. And I think anybody who, you know, has the good fortune to be with you will be a very, very happy person. And I hope they give back to you everything that you always give and maybe even more. Yeah. Now she's looking a bit teary and she's trying to hide it from Andre, but I think he can see that she has tears in her eyes as she looks away from him. Her voice is slightly trembling as she continues. I hope so too. You know, I just, I just fear that I give too much of myself away to people because I always thought that this was the only way I could make friends because if I keep everything locked up and I don't try to understand people and I don't try to be empathetic and don't try to solve other people's problems, then I'll end up losing everyone. When Andre looks thoughtfully and he notices the tears in her eyes and he tries to, he, he produces a handkerchief from his breast pocket of his, of his suit and uh, he hands it to her, not looking her directly because he senses her vulnerability and embarrassment, but he hands her the handkerchief indirectly. She takes it gently and then nods at him and she kind of wipes at her eyes a little bit. Thank you, Andre, no, Mr. Mr. Novokshinov. Thank you so much. Andre, just call me Duzia. Duzia. He said, that's better, he says. It's Russian, right? Yes, it's Russian. Just, uh, I think you said that your name is, is, is something Russian too, isn't it? No, my name is not Russian. Ah, and he says, ah, I thought it was. Well, at least I, well, at least I sort of made it Russian by calling you Malenka. Yes, and she's like, um, I think it, it actually comes from, I think, Hebrew, and it means queen. And Andre laughs, not in, not in any kind of ridicule, but sort of like a, a brilliant irony that makes him very happy. And he says, well, that's fitting. He said, you're very much like a queen. You're a queen in your own right, Malenka. And then she smiles at him and then she nods. Thank you so much. You know, you're a really good friend. You know, you're one of the few people I've met, even though we don't know each other so well, who, who I guess, you know, make an effort to understand people. Most people here, well, I guess everywhere, don't really care to get beneath the surface. And Andre nods and he says, well, I'm honored you think of me as a friend. I didn't expect that to happen. In fact, I wasn't expecting any of this to happen when I came to America. I didn't even know what to think of anything. I just thought I'd come here, you know, beat up a few boxers and make everything look good back home and then go back home and that's it. I heard a lot of crazy things about America that, you know, the people are 
you know, all sorts of crazy stories. You wouldn't believe it. But now that I'm here, it seems like pretty much everyone is the same everywhere. And I'm rather glad I've met all, met all these people on the Lower East Side. They kind of remind me a lot of people back home. She nods. I see. Yeah, well, I'm really glad that you're enjoying your time here. I mean, it must be terrible, you know, if you didn't, it would be pretty boring and you would just be focusing on beating people up, right? And Andre laughs. He said pretty much. He said, now I now I have some variety in my focus and I got to admit, I think I actually like being around here more than I like beating people up in the ring. And then she kind of laughs and says, by the way, have Sam and the others seen you at the ring? And Andre laughs. He said they do. In fact, Sam's kind of taken with the idea that I have to teach him boxing and I'm trying to, but he looks ridiculous. <laughs> and then she bursts out laughing. Okay, I need to go. Can you give me the address? I want to see you guys, you know, take up boxing. I want to see Sam mess up boxing. And Andre's like, are you sure you want to come to a rough... Um, you know, it's like a gymnasium or boxing club. It's pretty rough, Devushka. And she's like, well, I mean, it's not really unfriendly or anything, is it? Well, it's it's full of rough men who have nothing on their minds but to, you know, beat each other up. I mean, I suppose it's not something for, you know, a gentle, well, well, you know what? This is America. I guess people can do whatever they want. You can come. Here's the address, but don't say I didn't warn you and avoid talking to anybody except us. <laughs> and she nods. Was was Joel there? Joel was there. And all he said was that it seemed very Philistine. And he said that we should use our words instead of our fists. And I'll have to agree with him time from time. But I think a fist sometimes feels better than a word. And then she kind of laughs. And then she, her eyes kind of drift away a, a little while as she imagines this. Well, how about Frankie? Frankie's actually interested. In fact, between you and me, he's a far better boxer than Sam. He's got the, <laughs> he's got the build for it. He's got the strength. He also has the timing. Sam has the most ridiculous timing I've seen in anyone. I think he <laughs> would be knocked out within a second as soon as he put his foot in the ring. <laughs> and then she's like yes i've heard that you know katia says that he's kind of clumsy so i guess he has bad hand-eye coordination he really does and now he's trying to i'm not sure what it's called but he says it's called arts or something and he said he learned it from a town and he's trying <laughs> to yell and he's moving his arms in a funny way and then she just continues laughing oh no i think katia told me about that you know, this is why sometimes Sam, he needs someone to watch over him. I mean, he sometimes some ideas just go too far with him. And Andre nods. I think they do. And I hope his, his father needs to watch over him, but he needs to let him grow. And I'm beginning to think if I need to watch over him, I'm kind of worried what happens when I go back home. Mm -hmm. And then she laughs and then she's like, yeah. So did Katya also appear there, I think? Because, you know, she's been telling me about all this, but she never directly told me whether she actually went. Like, is there some kind of code there? Like, you know, you know, some people don't want to bring her there or like, has she snuck in? I'm not sure. Uh, she's been there. I think she snuck in. Well, truth be told, she hasn't been there at the club, but uh, 
I think Sam did take her to the, uh, you know, to the arena where we were boxing. Cause apparently, apparently lots of everybody wants to watch the boxing. So Sam takes her there and she's there with all the yelling crowds and everything. And she's been watching it. So I guess she has an idea of what it's like. Oh, I see. No wonder her descriptions were so vivid because she never directly told me she went, I guess. But then, you know, I did have a feeling that she could have gone there because her descriptions didn't sound third handed, you know. And Andre nods. Yeah, she has. So who knows? Maybe both of you will get, how do I say, get, uh, you know, watch more of this unfold and uh I guess in America, things are really, really different. I know back home, I mean, women do sports and all, but they don't get involved in this sort of thing. So I guess I guess it really is a new world, isn't it, Malenka? Yes, definitely. There's all kinds of opportunities here, you know? You know, I guess the mo- more naive people would say this is the golden land. And Andre's like laughing. And Andre says... Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I look at it and it just looks like the same rust and squalor that I've got back home, except there's more uh, more excess and not to mention there's a lot more uh, dancing girls, if you know what I mean, than back home. But otherwise, it seems the same thing. Everyone's sort of scratching a hard living and it's it, it's all just, you know, a lot of, you know, sweat, rust and tears, it looks like. Mm-hmm. I think, and then she kind of becomes a little bit somber. And then she looks at Andre and continues, I think that's the case everywhere. And Andre nods. It would seem so, Devushka. And then she looks at him again and just whispers a little bit, but then he can hear. She whispers it in a very subtle manner, but I guess in a way that he can hear, but others may not be able to hear. Have you met up with Joel recently? And Andre hears her and he says, I have not recently, but the past couple of days, but I've been trying to get a hold of him. And I wrote him a very emphatic letter on his door. So I hope he reads it. And she's like, lately, I've been thinking more about him. And Andre, his brows raised a little bit. In what way? I don't know. She said, you know, I'm just kind of curious about him and I'm not sure what has prompted me to think more about him. Maybe just empathy because, you know, I haven't really met anyone as complex as him going from someone who's extremely quiet and then going to, and then becoming someone who's extremely argumentative to the point of being very annoying to a lot of people. And now I don't even know how to describe him. I guess he's coming into himself, but he's not really quite sure what he wants to do and where he wants to go in life. But I guess that's the case for most of us, right? And Andre nods. I think you're right, Malenka. I think that perhaps, perhaps as I told Joel, maybe you two have to take a risk and, you know, discover more about each other. And perhaps you'll help him discover his himself and he'll help discover you and understand you as well. Maybe you two will fit together, sort of like if you take a, you know, a broken pot and you find two shards that fit the cracks in both places. Hmm. Yes, she nods. Yeah, I guess. 
I mean, I think, how, what do you think, Andre? Do you think that Joel is a perceptive person or a self-absorbed person? He's, Andre tries to think, and he's also trying to process the words since some of his English is limited. So he's trying to rack his brain for the equivalent. And he says, I think he's both. I think you can be both, can't you? And she thinks about it. You're right. I think he is somewhat self-absorbed. And this is one of the reasons I was thinking that it might be better to avoid him. But is being self-absorbed really such a bad thing? And Andre rubs his chin thoughtfully. And he says, you can be self-absorbed as long as you're not draining the people around you. You can still be self-absorbed and give back and do good for the other person. So perhaps in some ways, maybe this is his way of fixing himself so he can be better for whoever he finds. Do you think he's, um, do you think he's potentially toxic? And Andre's thinking, I'm trying to think of what that means. Like toxic, do you mean like he would be a bad like a bad husband or something. Uh-huh. And Andre's like, it's hard to tell. I'm always scared when, especially, you know, really nice girls like yourself, you know, go forth and try to find someone to marry. I've seen it happen a lot. You know, these girls, especially nice girls like yourself, they find someone who isn't good to them or, you know, doesn't love them the way they ought to be. And, it's a sad thing. I don't want you to end up like that, but at the same time, maybe maybe don't think about marriage. Just think about trying to figure out who you and Joel are and to see if you actually work together. Because mm. last time you did say, I think, I overheard you talking to Joel about this, that you think Katya shouldn't be with Sam, right? And Andre nods. It doesn't work. Uh, Sam isn't meant... I think it, Sam doesn't want a wife and Katya deserves someone else. Like I told Sam, if, how do I say, if I wasn't, if I was younger and if I wasn't already taken, I, I would, uh, you actually Katya reminds me a lot of my own wife. So I'm probably biased in that, in that respect. Mm. She thinks about it. Yeah, you're right. I think Katya and Sam, what they're looking for is mostly just fun for now. And I guess she's okay with that. But then I don't think she ever was thinking about being with him, you know, in the long run. And Andre nods and Andre says, sometimes people are like, what do you call it? Like a season, you know, sometimes you have to, you're together and you have a bit of happiness and then you know what happiness is. And then you move on and then you find another happiness and you just keep growing. It's sort of like adding layers, sort of like when, you know, like when the, they make steel, they have to fold the steel over and over again to make it stronger. That's why, you know, like armor and stuff, it's so strong because it has many layers. And perhaps that's what life is like when you love people. Mm, she thinks about it and she nods. She's like, I'm a bit scared, to be honest. You know, I never really, I guess I never really loved anyone in that aspect or that sense. And Andre looks thoughtfully at her and he says, 
you'll find somebody. You'll find somebody, Malenka, and who knows? Maybe Joel will be your first one. He he may not be your only one, but maybe he'll be your first one. And I think you just have to take the courage and and go forth and see what happens with him. Mm-hmm. She nods. She's like, I'm also kind of scared that I guess, well, not scared, I would say, maybe apprehensive is a better word, that maybe he just doesn't like me. I mean, if he's always being so aversive to talking to me sometimes, you know, he always seems so shy, I guess. Like, maybe he doesn't like to talk to me. And Andre rubs his chin thoughtfully, and he's like, he says, perhaps not. Sometimes a woman can overwhelm a man so much that he's rendered speechless and he's scared to be around her because he feels unworthy to be around her. He said, I know I've felt that way. In fact, I I sort of knew that, you know, Elena would be my wife because I sort of felt that way around her. So I knew that it was something special when, you know, a woman could do that to me, sort of really humble me in a way. Hmm. She nods. I see. Yes, so you were very impressed by her. Very much so, says Andre. It's uh, initially, I wasn't impressed with her. And to be honest, I think I sort of scared her away at first. But then as we had to keep working with each other, she really impressed me with her qualities and her, what's the word, dynamite? No, I mean, uh, <laughs> what's that word? Not dynamite. It's like dynamite. Uh, Dynamic, dynamic, dynamicism. Um, well, no, like like the power, you know, the the burst of energy that people have. Dynamic, dynamic. Yes, there you go. Thank you, Malenka. And uh, how do I say? After a while, I just started to really not feel worthy of her. She seemed a lot better than me in many ways. She was you know, very selfless, um, sort of, uh, I don't know, sort of like sweetness embodied. And I felt kind of unworthy to be around her at times because I'd been with other women and uh, they too were sweet and innocent in their own way, but they weren't as selfless as she was. And, you know, it was one of those things where I just, I felt very humble. I was sort of like a I sort of felt like sort of hanging my head down because I felt, you know, like she was much better than I am because of all the glaring faults and everything that I have. And so it, how do I say it? Uh, when a man is humbled by a woman, it really indicates something significant. And who knows? Maybe my prediction will be right. Maybe one day you and Yolanka will be married. She kind of laughs. That's kind of hard to imagine right now. He said, well, the present is never clear. He says, uh, the future is, you can't see the future. The past, you know, obscures everything. But the present, you have no idea. That's why it's sort of like when you're rowing down a river, you can only see what you're rowing into or what you're rowing through. She nods. Well, thank you so much. Duzia, right? Duzia. This was a very enlightening conversation. And he says, well, I thank you, Malenka. It was quite rewarding to talk to you and find out more about 
young Yolenka and even Sam. So, and especially about yourself, you're a very special young woman. As I said before, I, I knew that as soon as you walked through the door and I hope, I hope that you find your happiness, Devushka. And I, I hope you find someone that gives back as much as you give back and you deserve that. So don't be afraid to take risks, but don't, don't, don't throw everything away for someone. Keep, keep to try to find things for yourself, sort of uh, make your own stake in the ground. She nods. See you, Duzia. This is a, a, I mean, uh, how do you say it? Goodbye. So see you, see you later, I guess. 